We're back out here once again, sunny California. And look who I got. Uh-oh, hey, Lauren Sesselman. Hey. <laughs> She's kind of a big deal. People know about her. She has many leather round books. Have you written a book yet? Yes. I see, I knew she read a book. <laughs> she wins medals. She's a soccer sensation. But today, we're gonna find out if she has what it takes to make it on the bus. So here we go. You got any game? You got any skills? I heard you used to play basketball. Yep. I just know it. Oh, jeez. Circles around me, huh? Okay. Oh. I did. Okay, she's actually pretty nice. Anyways, this episode is gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Let's go. All right, here we are. Welcome back to another week of Think Like a Star. And I'm here with the one, the only, the beautiful, the talented, the beautifully talented, Am I doing good so yeah, far? Yeah, you're doing good so far. Lauren, but I'm nervous about this part. It's okay. Sesselman. Perfect. I knew, I, was, I knew this was going to go my, well. those German names. Is it a German? <laughs> yeah. So my, uh, my mom's maiden name is Bilderbach, oh. but it's pronounced Bilderbach. Okay. So I'm pretty you're German like, here, so we might have a German thing going on. I love it. I love on. it. I love it. I like it. So, okay. L let's talk about you. I'm okay. really excited. We met through... Um, Possibly a new manager, Gina. Yeah, no, our my friend, amazing G manager, Gina. Gina, amazing. Shut Canadian. Up. And I thought yes. you were Canadian. Yes. But you quickly informed me that you're sort of Well, Canadian. I'm dual. So what's that about? Okay. So I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. Go Paco, even though I shouldn't say that because we're horrible this year. It's but I still year. love you. It's I still love year. you. Tough couple years. Um, I mean, since we own part of it, the whole city, only city-owned team. So oh, that's you guys, right. Yeah, so I have I forgot a little, about that. Like, plaque like, downstairs in the basement. Owner, okay. Yeah. Boss lady, yeah, got it. boss lady. And my father is from Newfoundland. Um was born there, grew up there, and that's how I have my dual citizenship. Because if you have a parent or a grandparent, you can uh, play for the national team. And I mean, Wisconsin's pretty much Canada anyways. We say A a lot anyways. I'm a okay. youper, so okay. Okay. it kind of just fits. It works. Yeah, it works. Okay, so what I didn't say about you, and what people know, or mm -hmm. should know if they don't, is that you are a soccer sensation. And I want to go back, because, and I was telling Gina this too, Back in the day, soccer was my jam. Like I yeah, loved soccer. I need to see this. Prove it. <laughs> I, 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 I do a lot of stuff with the basketball with my feet. Yes, so I like, loved, I did see that. So I, I that. was way better, but um, in Alaska, and I don't know about Wisconsin, but we didn't have grass really, mm -hmm. at least where I was at. So we played on dirt, mm -hmm. and when I say dirt, I mean fine gravel. Yeah. Like it was rough, oh, yeah, which as a kid is fun because you're oh, sliding, yeah. and it was raining a lot. And I remember one time being out there, and it was thunder, uh, thunder, thunder, and lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy up there. Thunder and lightning, blowing about 40 or 50. The rain is just going every which direction. And honestly, I was freezing, I was shaking. I'd always get cold on my wrist for some reason. That's where I would get cold <laughs> when I was playing soccer. And I was not miserable. I was having the time of my life, it's like falling in puddles. It was the most fun I've ever had. I think that's why I went towards soccer more than that. Because I'm a huge basketball player too. But I love everything about soccer. Like yeah. just the camaraderie, the teamwork, just the passion that people have for that sport but also like being able to play in every condition is pretty yeah. awesome like yeah. I mean growing up in Wisconsin it's not warm a lot yeah so yeah. you're always out in the you know in the rain in the snow but we grew up playing with the neighborhood boys like I didn't play with any girls growing up um, we would play hockey roller hockey um, basketball and soccer all in the street and just kind of go at it and we just hit each other so hard you were out there doing roller hockey oh yeah I was a beast I skates. love yeah so you were like a little tomboy uh, super tomboy yeah. but I think it's funny seeing you now and thinking like oh she's out there throwing yeah. elbows and in the dirt and okay if you've ever watched me play then okay. you'll know that dirty I'm well not, not a I'm dirty gonna call player, you dirty I'm like, gonna call you dirty I'm gonna be like player. no he's like she takes no BS on the I mean, on the field my name nickname is bone crusher Okay, okay. He's bone crusher, so yeah. What? I mean, I was like, I'm tall and I'm like, you know, 
strong girls. So okay. I'm out there just like throwing elbows and slide tackling a lot. And that's so your thing. That's kind of like my MO, yeah. Throwing elbows, the bone crusher. I mean, that's I did why not know that you were the bone crusher. This is like, this is big right yeah. now. Yeah. So when I, I played in the Big Ten, Kay. played at Purdue University. Kay. So I was there like squatting 300. Yeah. And that's when I was a forward. I know. Who is, who <laughs> are you? Like. Yeah, that's like back in the day. And now, then when I got to the national team, they named me a defender just because that's the body type. Well, you were crushing strong. bones back there. You're keeping, keeping people away yeah. from the goal. Wow. Okay. So I'd like to go into these things knowing as little as possible okay. about the person, which, and now, so I didn't expect any of these things about you when I met you and you're just, oh, dainty little things. Or like, I was the bone crusher. I was doing elbows. So I'm going to make it back about me now because okay. I like to make it about me. No, I'm kidding. But my soccer career ended when I was probably like middle school because my brother told me soccer is for girls. And get that a lot. Yeah, he's like, soccer is for girls. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, oh, I guess it is for girls. I'm not, and he was like a basketball yeah. star like in our football, little town. Like all, the, all the other sports are always like soccer, but then if they try to play it, they couldn't do it. Yeah, so. I think it's just a cop out. Because yeah, my brother never just, played yeah. soccer. Well, my brother was a little bit chunky. When okay. he was little, so they put him in the goal. Oh, and he did. And like that. he, so he was like the chunky guy in the goal, yeah. and I don't think it was exciting for him. Mm -hmm. Even though he was like ended up leaning out and being a good athlete. So I ended up going basketball, and part big part of it was where I was at. Basketball was the biggest sport because it was so um, nasty outside and dark yeah. all the time. So it was like, oh, you get to be in the warm, you get to be in the light, and and you get more crowds. Like at yeah. the game, you know, they pack out the whole gym because it was like the whole town would come out because there's mm -hmm. nothing else to do. So that's my little soccer segue into how did you get into it? Was it older brother, older sister, your parents? Actually, well, I'm the oldest of three. Okay. And then I have uh, two brothers, one that's just a year younger than me and one that's five years younger than me. And they were in soccer before I was. So I was all basketball starting. Like, my dad was a huge basketball player. Really? Um, nobody in my family played soccer. It just wasn't a thing back then. Okay. And so my dad played football, basketball, and baseball. And my brothers started getting into it when they were younger, but I was strictly basketball. I'm like, Dad, this is my Sport. And when I got to middle school, I was probably around like 10 or 11 years old. My mom signed me up for soccer and I was like, okay. I'm not. It was co-ed. I went to this Catholic um, middle school. It was co-ed. And I was like, I'm not going out there. And she's like, I signed you up. We're going to go play. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just sit on the bench. Classic so I went mom. And I sat on the bench for most of practice. And the guy's like, are you sure you don't want to come out and try this? And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll come out. And, you know, I grew up playing with the neighborhood boys. So I was like. Hopefully, I'm good at this, and I picked it up right away. Threw a boy on the ground, scored a goal. My mom picks me up. <laughs> You're and, hooked. Yeah, my mom picks me up. I'm like, this is the best sport ever. And she's like, whoa, like what? What changed? I'm like, mom, <laughs> I was out there, had a sick goal. You know, threw this kid on the ground. I'm like, I could get used to this, you know. And then from there, she got me on a travel team. I played two years up from there. And it just kind of like naturally took off for me. Yeah. And it became my first love. And I was always playing basketball all the way up until college. I almost played. Oh, you did. I almost okay. played both in college. Okay. Um, I have to give a shout out to my Notre Dame Academy high school team, 28 no state champions for basketball. Is she allowed to make shout outs? <laughs> Can she just make shout outs like that? I feel like we've had we've had Green Bay, we've had Purdue. And now, okay, no, I'm keeping track. People have to know how good our basketball team was. <sighs> and so. Gosh. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to play both in college, but I think at that time I had to make a decision if I wanted to like really like go further with it and soccer just was the best option for me and I, yeah. I loved it you know? yeah yeah so I had a great um, uh, high school sorry I can't talk high school career and mm -hmm. then I got a scholarship to Purdue were you always more soccer than basketball because I did baseball too mm -hmm. and it was like baseball season 
all in on baseball. Baseball is the best sport. And then yeah. basketball come around, basketball, and then soccer. And mm -hmm. it would just kind of flip like that. Or was it pretty tough? Like, were you torn? It was hard, but because I was playing soccer like year round, but but luckily like they were really, the coaches were really good about it. And they were like, oh, you can go to basketball, go here. We always made it work. And at that time I was playing on a team that was two hours away from where I lived. Oh wow. Yeah, so I was playing in Milwaukee. So it was like a huge dedication, especially when I got to like high school. Uh, my parents, bless their hearts, would take me, you know, so I could do my homework in the car or sleep. Yeah. Take me to drive Milwaukee. Me there. Yeah, they would drive me two I love hours. The way you guys talk from yeah. <laughs> they would drive me two hours and then two hours back and just to make sure I was safe and um so they never really made me choose a sport. You know, now everyone you're hearing like, oh, you have to choose. You can't just do one. From like the youngest age I'm ever. I'm like, you know what? And people, and I have parents that always ask me about that. Like, what is your view on that? And I say, I say, let your kids play whatever sport they want to. And then when they decide to get serious about something, they can. For me, if I didn't play basketball, I don't think I'd be the same soccer player that I was today. Because if yeah. you actually watch me play, I play like I'm playing defense. Yeah. Um, Getting technical I'm, fouls. Yeah. On the hard court. Yes. A couple of red cards, but it's fine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I, 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 you know, I attribute a lot that for basketball to my soccer play. So I think the crossover is great, and like you can get burnt out. Like it's oh, it's totally. not it's time it's good to take a break. And I, I mean, there's definitely something to like the ten thousand hours. But with parents, and mm -hmm. I, I get some of those same questions. It's like it becomes an extension of the parents' yeah. um, ego, mm -hmm. and it's like they were the great athlete, or they wanted exactly. to be the great athlete, and so now their kid, I'm going to make you play on every yeah. travel team and drive. Mm -hmm. But it's like you had that desire in you. Yeah, I did. It, I, as opposed to your parents kind of imposing, it yeah, seems like. Yeah, and I think I know, like, you know, Gina's here, my awesome manager. Oh, like, she can... I've been trying to get her to sign me. She, she won't sign me. She probably knows what it was like, you know, because she was a soccer player, too, watching, like, the 99ers win the World Cup and then also watching the Canadian team. Like, we've had some amazing players over the years. And so, for me, as a youngster dreaming about being an Olympic athlete, I didn't know what sport, I would watch soccer and basketball, everything, and I'd be like, I want to be there someday. So, from a young age, I always knew I wanted to do something great in the sport I just didn't know until really college that I had the opportunity to because there's not that many opportunities for us unless you get seen at the right moment so it, it is really hard and that's why I'm taking a lot of what I've learned through my journey into what I'm doing now after playing um, yeah so yeah it's those life lessons along the way so for you it sounded like you took the sport quick Mm -hmm. You were kind of a natural, and then you played all year round yep. while doing basketball as mm -hmm. well. And then were you like one of the top recruited? Like you were pretty known in high school or when you well, got to college? Like, it was yeah, how really did that like? Hard because I came from a small city, and a lot of people are like, "There's no talent in Wisconsin." How small? Well, there's probably about ninety, hundred thousand, which okay. is, doesn't sound well compared like to small, like big, like, big cities. Yeah, yeah, compared yeah, to like it. how people go and recruit, like in Milwaukee or Madison or, or things yeah. like that. So, or people out here like soccer is life. So there's so many. The talent pool is huge. So yeah. people are like, we don't really recruit within Wisconsin. And I was like, okay, I actually had a coach offer a scholarship with the other girl. I, I went to a um, a visit with a girl. And they offered the scholarship to the girl, and I was standing right there, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, you've never even seen me play. Like, how can you, you say you want me, but you never seen me play, and then you didn't offer me a scholarship. Well, I committed, verbally committed to Purdue. Um, mm. I, I did a couple of visits, and I, and I say this to all the parents out there, let your kids take as many visits as they're allowed, and yeah. let them choose themselves. Um, I wanted to be close, but yet far enough away so I could kind of do my own thing. And okay. my parents were amazing. I was seven hours away, so they would come all the time to all my games. Um, but I committed to Purdue verbally, and then the coach was like, 
watched me play in a tournament. He's like, oh, and now we want you. And I was like, so this is the thing. There's talent in every little city. You just have to find those diamonds in the rough. Yeah. And like, luckily, it all panned out for me. And so now I'm taking that and helping other girls. So I helped maybe about three or four girls in Wisconsin help get D1 scholarships already. Oh, wow. Um, just kind of showing them how I did it. Yeah. Because nobody knows how to do it. Yeah. So you're saying, like, you, like, just committed, like, I'm just going to go to school, to the school, and then... Then the coach saw you? Yeah. Are you committed with I the soccer team? I verbally committed. Oh, okay. I verbally committed. Uh, but no scholarship? To, yeah, with, no, they were going to give me a scholarship at Purdue. Okay. So I verbally committed to them. I wanted to go to Wisconsin because, mm-hmm. you know, that was like the big yeah. school and they were, they were yeah. pretty good. So, but luckily it turned out great that I went to Purdue and it was the best thing ever and we beat Wisconsin every year. Isn't that so good? Is it, it's like, I don't want to make it about that, but it feels a little but extra But it feels sweet. a little extra good because now, and, and after that, I, you know, I talked to the coach. I was like, you know, like this, just use this, like to know that there's talent in Wisconsin. Yeah. And I feel like you need to give people opportunities because you never know what you're going to find. And yeah. I feel like that's what's missing a lot in sports, especially in the U.S. And that's why other countries are so successful in sports, especially the soccer world. Yeah. And so that's why I'm starting to use that as well, doing the, all the things I'm doing right now. So. Yeah, I love it. It's so funny because even with sports, just like like you're taking life lessons from sports, and mm-hmm. that's obviously something that I'm really big on. Um, and, and I had the same experience. It's like it's all about who you know mm-hmm. and like hype. Like I played against different players in high school that went on and uh, won national championships mm-hmm. at Kansas and and rings with LeBron. And it's like yo, like in high school, we each scored the same amount of points exactly. against each other. And I'm not saying I was better than them, mm-hmm. but it's like their dad was connected with this person and they went there and they got those opportunities to have those things happen. Yeah. And um, I actually have a story. I, uh, I ended up going to San Diego for college. And it was because this guy had seen me because I played a year of high school mm-hmm. in San Diego before I went back to Alaska. So I ended up going to the school and then the second year, they're like, we're not giving you a scholarship. And it was an expensive school. It was like, I yeah. think like 40000 private school on the beach. And I'm like, well, I'm not like paying for school. Yeah. So then I end up transferring and I end up being at a school on the other side of town um, like two years later and playing against them. And same thing. We beat them every time. And I got to walk through that line and, you know, hit their hand and look them right in the eye. And then it was like just the most sweet, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's something like when, when you feel like an underdog or someone yeah. you're overlooked or you're underestimated, that gives you that extra little bit of yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not the the main thing that's pushing you to do something to no. prove other people wrong. Yeah. And I've done that for sure. And, and you get there and you're like, well, it definitely helped me get there, but I'm not, I don't feel happy or I don't feel exactly. like fulfilled or I don't feel like this is winning. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So when you said that, I'm like, okay, like I can, I can relate to that. Yeah. And I think that's why, like for me, like just having the platform I have now and sharing my story, because there are so many girls and players like that that don't get a lot of those opportunities if they're they're not seen the right way so that's why i think my story is like a little bit more special of how it all kind of came to be i mean like even when i got into the pros you know i went from having an incredible college career and getting drafted to playing one minute my first year then barely any the next year the whole year yeah one minute my first year oh, wow. living off of 250 dollars a month which is yeah. that's a whole nother topic of yeah, yeah, how yeah. women's athletes are treated okay so let's back it up so you at college you killed you were bone <laughs> crushing great. crushing all the bones yeah like nationally recognized winning mm-hmm, all-american yeah okay all the awards I have six uh school records there which is awesome was one of the top scorers in the country um i thought you were playing defense no i was a forward my whole career okay. until i joined the national team at 26 okay so okay. Yeah, I had a great time playing in the Big Ten. was perfect. Yeah. was a perfect, you know, conference for me. Okay. And then, um, and then the pro league 
yeah. folded actually right before I was about to graduate. So your whole thing is like, after I'm done with school, I'm killing it. I'm going to go play professionally. I, I wanted to try it because I yeah. felt like if I didn't do it, I'd regret it. Yeah. You know, I feel like you need to go out and just give it your all. I didn't know if I was going to be good enough. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously I believed in myself because if you, you have to, as an athlete, you have to have a little bit of confidence, but I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. So out of college, the league had just folded and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what am I going to do now? And I have to get a real job, which yeah. there's nothing <laughs> yeah. wrong with yeah. that, but, but it wasn't like, in the plan. It wasn't yeah. in the plan. And so I went and worked for IBM Kay. for about a year and a half, but played semi-pro on the side because I was like, just in case a new league comes yeah. back. Stay fresh. I'm going to stay correct. fresh. And I never told people at IBM that I was playing semi-pro because it was just, yeah, I was yeah. working my butt off and then just going back and forth to, to trainings and stuff like that. And then the opportunity came where they were going to have a combine. So we don't have combines anymore, which I think they need to bring back. And that's why I'm doing this amazing pro camp coming up. Okay. That that's another thing. But, yep, yep. um, so I went to the combine and had a good showing and then I got drafted. I got drafted right before Brandy Chastain, which was like really cool for me because I love Brandy Chastain like, yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, Ooh, I'm going to the team. So I went to this team. They're like, we we don't really know who you are, but we yeah. just took you. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. That's so a great So I remember <laughs> being there and doing really well. But I thought it was odd that the, the coach was only working with, like, her favorite 11. She never worked with anybody else. And I was like, is this how this pro, pro league is going to be? Like, I, yeah. I feel like no. And you were where? I was in Chicago. You're in Chicago, okay. And I remember going in for my meeting to see if I was going to, like, stay or what. And they're like, well, because you haven't been on the national team at any point. Um, even though you did better than some of these girls that have been, we're going to go with them instead because it will bring more fans in. It's like their resume. That was literally what someone, a coach said to me, and I was like... So you're not putting the so better you're not player. Talent, yeah. So you're just going based off of whatever. And I was like, maybe it's because it's a new league, whatever. So I then got traded to a new team in which we won the championship that year. Okay. So it was cool. I was yeah. around a winning team, but I only played one, one minute. One minute, yeah. And oh, you know that what? So that crushing. was so eye-opening for me. And I... And I knew that, like, I was always, I've always been a hardworking player. I've never always been the best player. I'm not the most technical player, but I use my strengths to my advantage. And I know that I work hard and, you know, a lot of coaches appreciate that. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll get a chance. I'm going to keep trying this. You know, the first year didn't go so well, but we won a championship. That's great. Well, then I got traded to Atlanta. Mm. And that coach, I had a, I had a good time. I was like signed. So I was like, okay, I have a better contract. Kay. I was doing well. And then one of the teams folded in the league and we had to take in like seven people. So he cut a bunch of people and, and I was one of them. He was like basically telling me, he's like, well, you're not good at anything. So I'm like, what? I was like, I'm not good at anything. I was like, <laughs> you signed me so you saw something in me. So then I was like, can I stay with you guys until I find a new team just to train? He's like, yes. Next day I go out, score 10 goals. And he's like, I didn't know you could do that. I'm like, you never gave me the opportunity to, you never put me on the field. You scored 10 goals? Well, I was like, in practice, I was just like yeah. going all out. Okay, I wasn't okay, like, okay. I'm not on the team yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Yeah, 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 so, and then he signs me the next day. Yeah. He signs me back. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. And then he gets <laughs> let go. And we had this new coach come in who is, like, he was amazing. And he was like, I'm going to reward the people who are working hard, not the superstars that, per, like, don't put in 100%. Yeah. And I was like, wow, a real coach that gets it. Yeah. So then I started playing. I did a, I played a little bit and then that summer I was kind of like, um, I'm just going to keep writing to Canada to like have them keep watching me even though I'm not playing. Like maybe there's an opportunity to come in at some point. I don't know. Well, they didn't do so well in the, the world cup. So they got a new coach and they were getting rid of a lot of players. And so 
after a horrible like three years in the pros I was like you know what do I give up on this dream like I would be calling my dad every day crying and I'd be like what do I do here I'm like you know yeah. am I done like yeah I don't want to live like this I'm not making any money and it's just like this is a blow to the ego because I've worked so hard yeah. to get here and I'm to have nothing to show for it you're making 250 a month at that time um, at this time I had a little bit better okay, contract okay, was okay. like a thousand. So yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. plus without Yeah, taxes. you're doing it for the love of the game. Yeah. yeah. So you find ways to work on the side. And then, um, and then, so I get an email and it's like, well, they want to bring new players in. You're into Canada camp. I was like, what? I was like, dad, this could be like a turning moment for me. Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm going to, like, I don't even know. Cause I'm like, you're going to this complete, these girls have grown up playing with each other. So you're kind of like, yeah, yeah. are they going to like me? Like yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I go into camp. The first training session, I'm a, I'm a forward. The first training session, he goes, we need a left back. You're going to go play defense. I go, oh, my first time at national camp, I'm going to go to a position which takes a, like, outside back is a really hard position to Yeah. Learn. I was like, I don't know. All the pressure's on you. They get by you. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know anything about this position. I was like, okay, I'll do my best. And I remember going in that day, we had a scrimmage, and I scored, like, a goal in the upper 90. And he's like... Because I had just moved the ball up. And he's like, you're natural at that position. I was like, because he's like, I've always been a def good defender playing basketball. Yeah, they always yeah, put yeah. me at the top of the key. Yeah, yeah. So I could I could read players. And he's like, you picked it up really fast. So you're starting against the U.S. in a couple of days. I go, excuse me? My first, like, camp, yeah. like, playing, do you, you want me to play against the U.S. who's, like, yeah. the best team in the world? No, thanks. No, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, no, you're, you're playing. And I was like, oh. And honestly, my career just took off from there. Yeah. And then all the pro teams wanted me to be on their team after that i mean we we won a gold medal that year that's um that fall after being for canada team. for yeah for so pan american kind of games kind of a traitor yeah so we won a gold medal at the pan american games that a couple months later so i was like okay i'm really like loving this and then the following year won a bronze medal in the olympics wow and then um and then pro teams wanted me and then i actually had a better pro career after that but you know it's crazy how much i was about to give up and then the one thing finally happened, and that's why I keep telling these girls, like, it's going to happen. Your chance is going to come. A, a coach is going to see you. You know, you're going to get an opportunity. So just, like, stick with it if it's something you want. You know? Yeah. Relentless. So, yeah, it's been, I played in every big tournament, and it's been such an incredible career. Like, I sometimes have to pinch myself that I was able to do the things that I really wanted to do. Yeah. And then I kind of went through a hard time after the World Cup because I fell in the World Cup and we lost. Okay. So I fell and it was like all over the news and it was kind of used as like a scapegoat for it. And after that... They said because you fell, it cost the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, I slipped. All they they watered the turf. I slipped. It is what it is. And yeah. so then I went through a huge depression for like a year. Hmm. And a lot of people don't know about that part of my life. That it was a very dark and a bad time. And then now my parents were, parents were always like, you know what, you had a great career. Like use that and you know there's more to soccer i go you don't understand that this has been my life what else am i good at yeah what else can identity. i bring to the table and you know you have no idea what this means to me like i want to come back and i don't want to end my career that way because like the newer generation was starting to come in you know like i'm 35 i just turned 35 so i'm old you know so even though i feel like i can still play you're not old yeah but for like soccer wise yeah like, yeah and so I was kind of like, this is not the way I envisioned this amazing career ending. And yeah. sometimes we don't get to choose when our career ends. I blew my knee out, everything like that. So, yeah. you know, things happen and maybe th my bigger purpose was something else. Yeah. And it's just now until this year that I'm starting to realize that I have a bigger purpose. 
and it is helping these females that want to play like just just helping women in, in sports in general but also in soccer because it is the fastest growing sport right now yeah um yeah i think it's uh i love that i think it's such a crazy uh how sometimes those difficult things that we go through can be the things that help what yeah. you're going to do in the future um, and that transition can mm -hmm. be difficult and some people don't ever make it you know yeah. they're stuck on back in I mean, we know a guy <laughs> back in our hometown is like man I remember the first you know third time we played against Juno I had 27 points and they're giving you the rap sheet and they yeah. remember every play and that's great and we love and we get a kick out of it but I had to face that sooner because yeah. I realized and I was always I feel like that was one of my strengths is that I was very realistic with myself where mm -hmm. I had a lot of teammates where they're like I'm going like pro I'm gonna go be in the league and I'm like we're at junior college and I start over you and I'm a five seven white guy so I'm pretty sure like you're not gonna go to mm -hmm. the NBA it, but it allowed me to see like I could still use basketball yeah and have it be in my life and use it for something that ultimately I think I find more fulfilling mm -hmm. and um, is a pretty cool life and able to do fun things and still have that that love for basketball to be able to to travel around and and and, and use it to connect with kids and open open up all the doors has yeah. basically been through basketball you know mm -hmm. um, so to see I just like want to I'm encouraged to see that you are doing the same thing yeah. and able to see that and so I want to know about when you went from the height of all heights you're winning every award, you're the yeah. top player, one of the top players in college, people know you, um, to going on a team where now the coach says basically, you know, we have 11 players that are better than you, you play one minute the whole year. Mm -hmm. What was your mindset and attitude during that time and how are you able to get through that? You to know, go from here to be like, oh, you're, you're not even playing. Well, I knew like going into the pros, it was gonna be a whole nother like level you know like you watching these you know the girls on the national team you know growing up and stuff like that it's just a whole nother level and um so i knew it wasn't going to be easy and i had no expectations like i wasn't like i deserve to start i just knew that what i was good at was working very hard and being a great teammate yeah and i was always a very like motivating person like you got this like and so going into that, I just kind of was like, I'm going to embrace this environment. I'm going to learn from all these older players and I'm going to see if maybe I get my chance. And when I get my chance, then I'm just going to go all out and I'm mm. going to like show them that I deserve to be there. It was never an expectation that like, oh, you have to play me. It was never that, um, which I think hurts some people that, that do have that. So I was never that. I was always just a very hardworking player. So I went in there every day, was early to practice, would do extra work on the side always to show the coach that I wanted to be there. Yeah. And in practice, you know, I was just just trying to win as many balls. I was just, you yeah. know, trying to be a good teammate. And because I knew that my time was going to come. Mm. And then it didn't come. And I was like, yeah. okay, okay. You know, like, I think I, I think I deserve, like, a chance maybe. But maybe it's not with this team. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's okay. Like, different coaches see different things, you know. And different teams have different needs. And I just didn't really know where I fit. I kind of was going in this phase because I was always a really good forward, but like a center strong forward. I was never like, hey, I'm going to take on five people and, and yeah. score a goal. I was, I'm going to use my body to my advantage. Most of my goals were header goals. Hmm. Um, so I knew what my strengths were. And at that level, these girls are fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was never fast. I was quick when I needed to be. Yeah. 
Um, but I was never like gonna yeah. outrun Alex Morgan. Yeah. I just like yeah. she's like in yeah. incredible. So you have to use your your strengths and your weaknesses. And um, for me, I was just kind of like, well, maybe do I try a new position? I like didn't really know any other spots. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do I gotta do? Yeah, like so I just like maybe I'm never gonna get a chance because these girls are so good. Like these and they're wins. winning. Yeah. So like if I, I've been on a team where I had a run with a coach and it's like and the team's losing, so it's like. Well, putting putting yeah, me in the game, like totally. you know, bees. But when they're winning, it's like, what can you say? Like, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm yeah. not gonna. Maybe they are all better than me. But I think that's just so amazing. And what I like about your story is a lot of the stories that you hear, and a lot of mm -hmm. people go and do speaking and these things is like, I went and I fell off the deep end with drugs, mm -hmm. or I, you know, got the DUI and killed someone and had to go to jail Jeez. and went to prison. And they're, it's like this. They did the wrong things. Yeah. And 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 I relate to you in in that way. If a in order for me to ever even have a shot at anything mm -hmm. I ever wanted to do, I always had to do everything right, all the little things. I had to put in the extra work, had to get the good grades, had to, to, to overcome to even have a chance. Yeah. And that's why I love that about you mm -hmm. is that you are, because I mean, especially as an athlete with, you know, you have to have confidence. You have to have a little bit of an ego yeah. and a little bit of a hubris, but to be like, Yo, I'm the I'm the low lady on the totem yeah. pole, and I'm gonna hustle. I'm gonna show up early. Yep. I'm not gonna get down on myself. And I'm sure there were some moments throughout that time where it was oh, like yeah. frustration. There's no way there couldn't have not been a lot been. of crying moments. Yeah, that's for but sure. to to always show up and and I think that's a beautiful thing about your story is the work ethic, and yeah. that's something that we talk about a lot and we try to embrace is um, no one can do your push-ups for you, mm -hmm. and it's hard to beat someone who never gives up. Mm -hmm. And for me in my life too, like nothing's ever come easy yeah I have a lot of friends out here and it sounds like we have some some mutual friends that it just kind of they showed up they got the big role mm -hmm. they're a star yeah you know they they didn't have to grind out these things and 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 they went to the right to the front of the line they got in the cool kids mm -hmm. club they're approved by the industry and they're on yeah where for me it's been like the same as my sports career is like Oh, you're going to be small. Okay, well, you better learn to be faster and smarter yep. and, and learn how to use your body. Okay, I got to overcome that. But all those lessons set me up, I think, for success oh, ultimately yeah. in life. And that's the big thing most people, I believe, and parents too, miss in sports. Oh, 100%. And so that's what I, when I'm talking to you, I'm like, ah, like she gets it. Like you, yeah. you embody that. And so now that you've, you're kind of making this transition, I'd love to hear kind of what you have going on now yeah. where you want to take it and kind of the the lessons that you've learned from sports yeah. that you're applying to this kind of stuff yeah so i guess like my, eight questions in one no but, no, no. I and guess i'm going for some water for me shut up. that my eye-opening moment was because i i went through that dark time where i was just an evil person i'm like the nicest person ever but like yeah. i was at home in wisconsin an evil i can't see you being an evil i person. was just like always yelling at my parents i was just mad i think i was just mad at the world mad at the position I was in because I was mad that I didn't get to end my career the way I really wanted to. Yeah. And I was just mad at all the circumstances and I was like, it's not fair. Yeah. And so I think the eye opening moment was me for me was when I was doing um, a public speaking with, we were with some of the Canada girls and we were talking to a group of amazing kids and their parents. And someone asked me about that moment falling in the world cup. And I started bawling my eyes. Out Cause obviously it took me a long time to like, I'm surprised I'm not, how did they ask right you now. it? Like in a in like so a kind way or like a no, what up when you way. fell that time and cost us the Yeah, I like, mean you get the bandwagoners that wanna blame a whole game yeah, on of you, course. which yeah. we had six yeah. wide open shots and we missed. You Trolls. know what I'm saying? It's like the whole thing. So you have those people who just 
you go from being the hero in the Olympics. I had a goal line save, had this, this. You go you from that being that to everyone loving you to to ruining the World Cup. And I think it's because it was in Canada. I was getting death threats. Like people, I'm going to beat you up on the streets. Like this is how hardcore they don't play, it was. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just a bad time for me. So when a parent asked me about it, like naturally, it just started crying because I was going through such a hard time with it at that moment. And so I talked about it openly and you know i said kind of how i over overcame it and the mom comes to me afterwards and she's like you know the same thing happened to my daughter in her game and she was crying and you know for her to listen to you is that it's going to be okay that it's okay to make mistakes because that's a, a lot of people tell these kids it's not okay to make mistakes yeah, you know yeah. so they're afraid to try new things they're coming into these camps of, oh i can't do that my coach says i'll sit the bench if i mess up and i'm like what what is going on yeah you yeah know? So I think that was a, an eye-opening moment for me that was like, this is my purpose, like to be helping parents and their kids through the process. Um, I've had a lot of kids reach out to me, like when I've gone and talked to their clubs and they're like, hey, can we Skype? I had a, a you know, I lost my confidence this game. What, mm. what do I do? So to to know that I'm a role model and inspiring these, these kids, you know, men and women is like yeah. amazing. And through, I have a fitness company too, that's called Fit as a Pro. So I do a lot of soccer training through it, but I also do a lot of personal training. So I have kind of that platform too. And I'm helping people with their wellness journeys, which is awesome. And we're doing kind a of life of, coaching or health, uh, health, more like health okay. and like fitness and, okay. and stuff okay. like that. And, and is it young, young people primarily? All different. All I ages. All ages. Guys, so girls, we do, men, women. Yeah, we okay. do. A lot of soccer stuff um we've done a lot of stuff across latin america with big gyms and and just motivating people like i just love motivating people i love yeah. going and telling my story and um i do that i do a lot of mentorship thing which i'm getting into right now is kind of i feel is really my purpose and that's kind of with, with that whole thing with the with the mom talking to me i feel like this mentorship thing is what i really want to do so it's helping the parents figure out how to get their child to college um, because yeah. a lot of them have never played sports, so they don't know what yeah, to do yeah, with yeah. a child that's very talented. Um, especially helping the females, I think, as I said before, like women in sports is, is growing exponentially, and soccer has just become, I mean, you see Canada and the U.S. girls overtaking the men's right now. Yeah. And everybody wants to be on the national team. And so I think a big purpose for me right now is helping the kind of the girls that are the women who are like the diamond in the roughs that nobody really gives attention to and helping them get agents or kind of figuring out their brands and um, what they want to do. And I've been trying to be almost like an agent kind of, yeah, I guess yeah, I feel like yeah. that's could be a good role for me. So watch out, Gina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're putting in this huge pro camp coming up in, in Tampa. So we have like girls that are right out of college, some people who are already in the pros, but don't have teams. So I'm kind of getting in Tampa. Them yeah why tampa all the places i'm kidding i love tampa. yeah yeah it's warm there for these yeah. for them and so we're putting on our first women's camp they've done the men's camp but it's almost like a combine type thing okay um i'm gonna have videographers to, like try to help these yeah. girls yeah um with their journey so i figure out that's like a big thing for me and then also i've had just club teams just kind of be like we these kids love you yeah like you need to just come out so i do camps around the world um, I've been doing a bunch in Canada. I'm going to do one in Puerto Rico, a couple of other places, but giving back to the communities while yeah. we're there. We did one in Bogota, Colombia. 
Um, can people like reach out to you and say we want to do a camp yeah, here? Yeah. And where do they do that? Is it you can website just, or like, on my Instagram? Instagram's too. the best place. Okay. I have my emails on there. And at, it's uh, just your name, right? Yeah, it's at L Susselman yes. is my Instagram. At L Susselman. It has my email on there. Okay. Um, then I have a fitness website. Um, we're building a brand new website right now. And then I'm just kind of like navigating things. So the World Cup is coming up. So there's going to be a lot of opportunity, you know, there just to kind of um, be a female role model. And, yeah, ambassador. And figure ambassador for the sport and just letting people know more about it. Um, you know, yeah. I think that's the thing, especially with the pro league. People are always saying we don't know enough about it. We didn't even know you were in our city. So I think it's just kind of like just continuing to grow the game and just continue to put these other amazing females up on these pedestals that people can really inspire to be like, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So you can, it doesn't have to be a national team player, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many people that are doing inspiring things that we don't know about. And that's why I want to showcase these, these, these women and their talents. It's cool that you're using the platform to do what you're doing mm -hmm. because so many people don't. You yeah. know, and, and not everyone feels that need or that calling, and yeah. that's fine. But you'd be amazed, like, how many people, even in my own life, touched and influenced and impacted me who are just, like, an older kid that yeah. played on the high school team when I was yeah. in middle school. And so you just never know. And it's cool that you recognize that, like, oh, like, and especially when you were vulnerable and you yeah. talked about the thing that you were actually had a hard time because a lot of times people think when you go and, and you're going to be inspiring or motivating, yeah. it's like, look at the World Cup. And, and and the awards and, and all things but that kind of maybe gets you in the door yeah but the thing that people probably i would imagine write you the most about is the mistakes you made and when yeah. you didn't play and when you fell and and people came at you and were giving you death threats have you found that in your um like in your experience of doing this that that's what connects you with people yeah i think it's just showing that you're you're real yeah you know that it's not just all rainbows and you know and butterflies all the time like your life everyone thinks that athletes are like perfect you know what i'm saying yeah. and i'm trying to tell you that it's it's not like that yeah. you know we go through the same things that an everyday person goes through um yeah we get to do cool things but so do you you know yeah. whatever your job is you get to do cool things too it's just and we we just don't show it a lot more and i think as an athlete i think we need to and a lot of people are starting to tell their stories more i think the players tribune is a great place for the people to talk yeah. about it and like a show like this is is great because people get to like show the real sides of them and things that they've gone through, the hardships. I mean, I don't know how many times I've like sat and cried, you know, yeah, about where my journey was going. I mean, even even the other day, because it's just like the transition from sport, what people only know you about, and they're like, "Are you really going to be good at anything else?" And yeah. now people are starting to see it's just like you have a great voice and use it because not enough female athletes are using their voices, and I think as female athletes we all need to do that but there's some that just don't feel like they need to and, yeah. and that's okay totally okay for them but i feel like since i have had such a great career i want to share that but i also want to share the downfalls of it yeah it's it's awesome and, and i just love it um you're like at this point where it's like all right now is a new challenge just yeah. like after college exactly. like the chapter. league folds like what are the chances that like this whole thing like i'm looking yep. forward to it and now there's no league anymore like okay well, i guess the I have to folded twice since i've been playing really so, so you've had to reinvent yeah. yourself and then you're hustling and doing your and a lot of people aren't willing to like i'm gonna go work at ibm but then i'm gonna do this on the side i'm gonna go and i'm only gonna make barely enough money to not yeah. even pay rent but i'm gonna figure
figure out how to do it. I'm going to, and I'm going to make it happen because mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up. Like this is my dream, but I just love that relentlessness yeah. and that I see in, in you and that you're using sports to, as a segue and mm -hmm. like, here's what you learn from the game, being a good teammate, what exactly. you talked about, Confidence. hustling, working hard, mm -hmm. building other people up, not making it all about and you having, fun. having, right. I think that's, I think that's what we get away from anybody forgets if you're not having fun. And that's why I want to like, for me, I want to do all these things with purpose because it, it's fun for me seeing people be happy yeah and so and it's something that i've made and you know and so um i think that's the big thing especially in sports we're just like this all the time you have to be good you have to be yeah. good you have yeah. to do this you have to you have to win this game and, but you're just like okay i'm not going to do that unless i'm having fun and enjoying myself and then i motivate the other people around me yeah, yeah. and that's what i teach you're in a lot of the wide. camps that i do is i say we're growing the athlete both on and off the field yeah because the things I've learned through sport has has been incredible and has helped me in a lot of the things I'm doing after. And um, I mean, we don't make a lot of money as female athletes and that's yeah. something I'm trying to change too. Like, yeah. it's horror, it's really bad. And people yeah. have no idea how much, how bad it is. So that's why I feel like some of these women really need that help to kind of like figure out the side business if they do want to live their dream. Yeah. You're so, a pioneer. I'm trying to Take be. It to the next we'll, level. we'll see what happens, you know, you have to really, so I want to know motivate people when you now that you talked about talking about it when you did go through that hard time yeah how did you get through that because you said it was about a year uh, and here's my quick story I'm still still yeah. still working on it. I dropped a fly ball when I was like 13 little league do you know like yeah. little league world series uh, yeah. to like go to the the world series so it's like the it's the regionals so yeah all the western region and I'm there and I was left-handed second baseman which was a bad start anyways <laughs> You're supposed to be right-handed, but I was fast, so I could get it done. And uh, there was a like a little Texas leaguer in between me and the center fielder, and I ran back, and I'm like really aggressive, and I should have let the center fielder take it, but I tried to take it, missed yeah. it, cost us the game. Hawaii came back, they uh, came on a comeback on us, beat us, and I think they went on. I don't know if they won the World Series, but they went pretty far. Yeah. And I never played baseball again after that. I was like, yeah, man, scared I'm, going, I'm playing basketball. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. playing basketball now. Like, soccer's for girls. <laughs> basketball you know I'm gonna do it baseball I'll drop it I'll lose the game so like I know being so much in the public eye and having people actually and and I don't know how heavy social media was at that time now it's a whole nother level maybe even than then social yeah. media was really yeah. aggressive yeah so how yeah. how yeah, did you deal a with really, it really really bad time yeah yeah um sorry I get no emotional, you're good but, but I might get are... emotional with you just no, so you know I might start so crying. mean yeah yeah so but um I think it's really just like kind of taking a step back and realizing like all the things you really did accomplish. So, you know, I mean, gosh, I have two medals. Like how many people get to say that? Yeah. You know, I played in the World Cup. Like that is like the upper, you know? Yeah. And even that dream as a soccer player dreams to do those things and I got to do that. So I think it's really just like sitting there and thinking about all the amazing things that I've done, but also my other attributes, you know? And what I could really bring to the table. And I always had other dreams, too, of things I wanted to do, like creating fashion line and, like, all this stuff. You know, I just, like, I've always been a very creative mind. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm kind of like, get yourself out of this hole, get yourself out of this hole. And my parents didn't know. I mean, they mm -hmm. weren't a high-level athlete. They don't really know. I've had some friends that would help me, but you don't really realize how many other athletes are really going through the similar things. Yeah. So... I think it's just like I got myself out of it, luckily, but there are a lot that don't. I mean, the suicide rate for athletes is incredibly high. Hmm. You know? I didn't know that. Yeah, especially ones with CTE and soccer. Obviously, I've been hitting the head a lot. Yeah, yeah so is it's that like, crazy. Yeah. It is. I mean, 
you know, like there's some, been some scary moments for myself with my head. And so it's kind of just like, you have to really find it in yourself to be like, you're going to get me, get yourself out of this. I told my dad, I'm like, I'm going to go to LA. There's nothing for me here in green Bay. Like my family is my everything to me, you know, mm-hmm. but for me, the things that I feel like I wanted to accomplish, I needed to go stru- start afresh somewhere and just be in a good environment. And we'd come out here a lot for some work stuff. So I was like, I'm just going to go try it. Yeah. It's pretty and nice out there. It is. I mean, yeah. the weather, you can't go wrong. And everyone's active out here. And I just wanted to be around that. And so I just like, I'm told my dad and my parents, I'm just like, I need to go kind of find myself for a little bit. And that's kind of what this year has kind of been like. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been the easiest, especially the people you meet. Like some people are just aren't great out here. But yeah. um, I'm starting to finally feel happy and confident and feel like the purpose is starting to like really. Yeah. How long ago did that happen? Um, It's probably been the last like two years where I've been in this like dark place. Hmm. But I think it's just surrounding yourself with with amazing, incredible people, you know, that lift you up and are fun. And like, I'm a funny person. I'm a goofball. So I need to be around that. Um, But I think you just have to believe in yourself and it's going to be okay. And but if you need somebody to talk to, there's always somebody yeah. that's there. Well, I think you're amazing. Thank and you. I pre- I, that was bad. That was, that was yeah. bad. I'm sorry. You sorry. need to do a better there's one. A little, this is the thing they do. It's, like, it's a hug. Do you know about that hug thing? Like you, if you do it with your fingers like this, oh. it's a hand hug. I was we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Fist. Well, I did tell you yeah, earlier we we're going like, to fist bump. We'll work fist. on that. We'll yeah. work on that. We got, yeah. we got yeah. something to work on. But I I just think it's so refreshing. And it, you can feel when someone's genuine and they mean what they say and they say what they mean. And and that you're so vulnerable right now of saying like, I'm not completely over it. Like I'm still yeah. working on this. It's still something, you know, and like I said, I think you're amazing. Thank and you. I just think it's, it's, it's an interesting time because you know, like when you get all these comments and like, you'll get all these positive things. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about all these gold medals and all these incredible things, but then you get that one from just some like smart Alec, you know, so yeah. I think it's somewhere. just being a, a female in sports too. the, the ones that you get your comments. You're like, oh, I could, I could be, you just, you belong in the kitchen. Like the stupid yeah. stuff like that. I'm just like, dude, you can't even run yeah. like yeah. 120 at all. Like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like yeah. if you, I always tell people that, that talks back to me. I was like, if you want to play, we'll play. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I think you're really good. Yeah, they're gonna get smoked okay, by the girl. Yeah. yeah, I will slide tackle you. Yeah, this is a bone crusher. <laughs> they know. What would be your advice for people dealing with social media? Because I was, I was gonna say like, the same thing with me. Like all these positive things, and I get one bad one. I'll focus on that one bad one, and then See. I'll try to like I've tried different things over the time. Like, be, first it was like respond with something like kind of yeah. snarky, and then it was like kill them with kindness. But then they just keep coming even more, and I'm like, why am I being nice? Like, mm-hmm. and I remember this one kid. I think I spoke at his school or something and he was going through some stuff. So he just wanted to be mean, you know, some kid probably junior yeah. high, high school writing mean stuff. And then I'm like, kill him with kindness that he comes back even meaner. Oh my gosh, this guy, this word, that word. I'm like, yeah, this will guy. And I look at his page and I see his dad passed away. Yeah. So now like, now Everyone's I feel extra bad and I see yeah. like, that's why he's acting out, you know? So what would be, and this is something I talk about a lot and I, me and Gina talk about it even. It's like, social media and like being a person and then how you portray yourself online mm-hmm. how do you kind of toe that balance of like responding to people ignoring them blocking Be- them what would be your advice before for dealing with trolls to- or just okay i'm not like very good at like talking smack to people okay so before i would like attempt to like write back and yeah. stick up for myself and yeah i was like why do i have to, why do am i why am i giving them this you should you be know? in the kitchen you, no 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 you know i'm like why am i yeah. giving them the luxury of like bantering with me like 
they don't deserve this. I was yeah. like, if they want to be an evil person, I'm just going to let them be an evil. I usually, now I just delete, delete. I'm like, it, they yeah. don't even phase me anymore. Yeah. I don't get as, as much, but, yeah. um, but, but, you know, people are just mean and they always want to say something about your looks. They want to say about anything. Yeah. So you're just kind of like, okay, like you obviously like are unhappy with something going on in your life. And so I always am like, I wish you well. Yeah. Delete. Yeah. I feel like with you two, they just want a response. Like they just yeah. want to see that she saw what I said. So they're going to write the most evil, awful things. I block a lot of people. Yeah, and yeah. With me, when I do that, I feel like it gives them more incentive. Like they get more fired up and they'll write on their thing like was blocked or they'll create fake accounts. Oh, yeah. And then start like, like, it, so I, my thing is I just ignore, but I don't yeah. know if that's the right thing to do I'm or not. I just try to ignore it. for mental health. Yeah. And so I tell people I'm just like, delete, delete, delete. Because... I'm like the most positive, I try to be the most positive person like ever. Yeah. I'm just like, that's just how I want to be every day. I wake up with a smile on my face and I'm like, it's going to be an awesome day, even if it's not. Yeah. Like, and so there's no room for people like that. Like, Life's I hope too they, short. I hope they figure their stuff out. But if, if someone feels, I feel like someone really needs to help something, I'm like, are you okay? You know? Yeah. But let's take this offline. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tricky, tricky one to balance too when people are saying they're having like depression or suicidal because yeah. you feel kind of like liable, like is this a real thing or are they just trying to get attention? Yeah, and I've lost, I've lost friends due to mental health so it's, yeah. I think it's just um, something I'm a huge advocate for so I always want to make sure everyone's okay but I also don't need it in my life. Yeah, and it, and it, it's, it is so huge right now. Even like these people, I don't know if you saw Pete Davidson. Yeah, uh, like, I didn't I think see it was yesterday. Wrote, but... So, yeah, and it's like, and obviously Mac Miller mm -hmm. and these people, it's like, you think because someone has success or has money or has fame that it's that it's like, oh, everything's perfect. But a lot of times it's a lot harder. Like, you don't, yeah. you have all these other issues. And I so. think it's important to say that. I mean, even say that on here, like, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is family and, and being loved and just, you know, enjoying every minute of life. And, you know, money and all that stuff will come, but it's not the end-all be-all. And I think, especially in today's society, like, people focus so much on that. And then what do they have to show for it? They don't have amazing people in their lives like yeah. this, you know? Yeah. So I'm always about being present and... And you left your family back in Wisconsin. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I'm no, just my kidding. mom's just kidding. like, the cheese curds are waiting for you. I was like, You're is there ranch? so excited to get back. <laughs> you know, yeah. Last question. I feel like we could talk all day. We might have to do another yeah. one of these. If you were going to go back mm -hmm. to little Lauren, little just Lauren. maybe just starting my soccer. Haircut, is that what you were My rocking? mom gave me a bull haircut. I'm like, what were you thinking? You made me look like a boy and then I got made fun of all the time. It's fine. <sighs> she was setting you up. She was setting yeah, you up Debbie, for the rest of her life to you. get tough. <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Debbie right now. Shout shout out. Four shout out of the day. Um, you're going back. You're going to give yourself one piece of advice. Yeah. Let's say it's like high school. You're driving two hours. Mm -hmm. You're doing your math homework on the drive. You're just a super focused on soccer. If you could only give yourself one thing for the rest of your life, what would that thing be? I honestly, and people ask me this question all the time, and I honestly always say have fun because I yeah. think with, Especially when I was getting caught up in all the soccer stuff, I, I, I kind of lost a little bit of that. I didn't have a social life. I didn't do anything. But I feel like you need to have a great balance of that kind of stuff. Like, you, there's the time to focus and there's the time for fun. But always enjoying the process, I think, is the 100% the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, because that's, if you're not enjoying it, like, that's where the all the other things come kind of come into play. If you're, you're loving yourself is a huge thing. Yeah. Being confident. And that's the problem is a lot of people don't love themselves, you know? Yeah. So loving yourselves and only and just having fun and, and enjoying every day and whatever 
life comes at you, whatever comes at you. I love it. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. That's something we've been working on too over here. Like I've been getting to talk to a lot of really cool people like yourself. And sometimes it's like business CEOs and they run all yeah. these companies. And you think like when you get there, when I get there, then I'll be happy. And they're like, the best time was when I was living out of my car and, and, you know, not making any money, yeah. but I was struggling, but I was hustling and I was building something and it was progress and it was exciting. And, um, I feel like that's something that I struggle with a lot of like, yeah. I want to be here where it's like right now, oh, like yeah, in this moment here with yeah. you is like, how does it get any better than this? Yeah. You know? So I love it. Enjoy the journey. Let's end with the perfect bump. Done. Gina, we good? We out? Yeah. Permission? <laughs> she goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah.